Hello, Tesla lifers. It must be Wednesday. You're watching the Tesla Life Live with your host, Mark Coughlin. It's happening. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tesla Life number 282. Man, we're getting close to 300 now. That's just yeah. getting up there, isn't it? Um, welcome to the show, everyone. It's the uh, it's uh, November thirtieth, last day of November, twenty twenty two, and that makes tomorrow December first, which uh, we'll talk about uh, in a bit. But uh, with that, with that, we would like to uh, introduce our co-host. We have Mr. Casey Green joining us from an undisclosed location. How are you today, sir? I'm doing pretty well. I just got emails from uh, from Tesla that I've got items shipping from the Tesla. Tesla shop to all over the world. Well, all over North America, anyway. And <laughs> they can't pin you down, huh? They just send it to multiple They didn't know where to send it. One of them catches you. <laughs> so you order one thing, and they send it to every Tesla location throughout the world. That's a lot of uh, inventory. No, 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 no. Um, everywhere they could find me, everything that I ordered, they sent different items. Ah, okay. <laughs> That's funny. All right. So I've got two ugly sweaters coming to this location, and I've got uh, two shot glasses headed to. Uh, my address of record. Cool. Very good. Yep. I just got noticed my shot glasses are in the mail, or at least the label has been printed, but right. <laughs> it's one step closer. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a difference, Patrick. And that, of course, is Patrick joining us from uh, the West Coast. How are you today, sir? I am good. So uh, we're coming to you solar powered right now and uh, with battery and a little bit of sun. And uh, one thing that's cool is uh, with this battery, we'll talk about batteries a lot during today's show. There's uh, but uh, it, it allows you to time shift. You can use it when you want it, not when it's generated, which is pretty cool. Absolutely. Now, Patrick, just off topic, I happened to be watching the NBC national news just a few minutes ago, and they were saying that Oregon, certain parts of it are getting hit with a storm. Not just oh, Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. Yep. Uh, and uh, it's a, uh, going to be a great start to ski season that's all i'm looking forward to wow. <laughs> yep, did, said, your, uh, did your power walls tell you there's a storm coming or is it not that severe in your area it is not that severe i did get a notice on the uh, echo device it said there was a, a wind warning but uh, i'm not sure if they use two different sources because uh sometimes that's when the power walls also go into storm watch mode and other times it's just a warning from from the echo device and and no storm wall response so hmm. maybe they have you in different areas or maybe different levels of severity right uh, also it's probably the second uh, one yeah yeah also donner pass those of you driving me. to the system event <laughs> california and northern north carolina through the northeast is expecting a really bad nor'easter mm. yeah be safe out there everybody yes. well let's get started lots oh, of news uh hockey day was first in the chat and okay. uh, yeah, uh, they're asking, will the trucks be delivered to Pepsi be any different than any uh, color besides white? That's a good question. And I, I wonder, says I, that I gotta believe that uh, Pepsi will bring a sticker at least, just <laughs> to throw on the side. but uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I got internet issues here. <laughs> with that. Um, okay. first uh, story of the night, uh, this of course is a, it's a big change, uh, and a lot of people have been looking forward to this day about FSD beta. Casey, what's this about? So did we lose Casey? His internet uh -oh. seems to have uh, have him frozen there. All right. Well, the show must go on. 
And Casey's gone. Yeah, he'll be back. Okay. Well, let's start out with the story anyways. Um, this uh, was an announcement by Elon. And who's back? All right. Are we back? I'm back. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Casey, what's this FSD story well, yes. that's happening? So, FSD is now available to everybody. A safety score is paid for it. And everybody's paid. Computer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Elon's not running a charity there's, here. There's, there's some qualifications, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> you have to at least own a Tesla. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to own a Tesla and the FSD made a subscription or uh, outright purchase. And, uh, and and when I say Elon's not running a charity, he's not running a charity in this regard. He's definitely running a charity, but uh, has nothing to do with what we're talking about here. And um, so you go in, you click the FSD beta uh, enrollment in your in your car, and and then within moments, assuming you're on a compatible version in your car, it'll be downloaded to your car. If you're on an incompatible version, say you're running too new of a software, they'll get you on the next round. So. Wait, too new? I didn't know that was a thing. I've heard of having it, that. It doesn't like old. the rollback software. They can. There's nothing stopping them. They they just prefer not to do it. Right. So the latest version doesn't support this? Correct. Because huh. remember, the FSD beta has always been behind uh, production. Interesting. Production for the regular cars. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like I just got uh, the alternate uh, routes option with this last update, oh. which was amazing because... Some newer cars than mine don't have it. And remember, legacy. <laughs> Interesting. I didn't realize that uh, twist. So, uh, yeah, now that, that adds a whole other layer to the versioning question here. Yeah. And that's what they're trying to do is come com together, right? The, the most right. recent version, they've combined the stacks of uh, the different oh, uh, not, not versions. This one. Allegedly, version 11 will do that. Okay. But so far, version 11 hasn't been seen outside of a Tesla employee car. So. Okay. Right. I did just get an update, and uh, mm -hmm. sure enough, the uh, report this uh, FSD did not behave properly button has gone away. Yeah, mine too. Which is, which is sad. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> it started messing up right after that. I'm like, oh, and there's nothing to push. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, I did have two drives that were uh, perfect, minus uh, it trying to speed in the neighborhood that I'm in. And one of them, it tried to run a no right turn on red. Um, you'd think they would have had that by now, you know, two years later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they don't. Um, so, so they've they've released this now to approximately 160,000 vehicles that have yes. it before it was made available to everyone. Right. I'd be really curious to find out if we'll ever get a number going forward right. as to uh, what that number really is, because. On our Twitter feed and other places, we've gotten people that have said, hey, I've got a 90 score, I'm still waiting, or I've got an 85, I'm still waiting. Well, now right. that's gone away. If, if, yeah. if you have the button to request it, you can now click it and get enrolled in the program no matter what your safety score is. So There, there are still people who won't get it and will be stuck with the safety score if they're, uh, if they're running MCU 1 or Hardware 2 for the autopilot computer or... Uh, hardware 2 or 2.5, or if they, um, excuse me, if they still are missing camera upgrades on some of the older S and X cars. Okay. In addition to those people who <clears throat> have, but would, like if 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 you were in that situation, uh, is is it some cases that Tesla is not updating those cars yet, so they can't participate in the FSD beta? 
They just need to get the hardware updated and then have the car and the mothership acknowledge that they have replaced the broken, or not broken, but the incompatible cameras or updated the autopilot hardware. So people that are still in that waiting pattern, they've got to reach out to Tesla service and get right. it arranged uh, to update the uh, hardware that's required. Right. And, and, and if, if you pay bought FSD, FSD, beta in full, or exactly. FSD software in full, uh, those are included in the price of your car, exception of MCU 1 to MCU 2. Um, but if you needed hardware or you needed the computer, they will replace those. But MCU 1 to MCU 2, they're saying that, <clears throat> that MCU 1 can do it, but not in the beta. So you will never see it, uh, at least until the uh, uh, either they bring the beta to MCU 1 or the final product comes out. Right. So you might have to pay for those, though, if instead of buying FSD, you're just leasing, yeah. renting. If you're subscribing to it, then you will have to pay for all those camera upgrades and the uh, and the uh, the autopilot computer hardware. Yep. Okay. So yeah, we, we've had people asking about that uh, previously, and now the gate is open. So uh, yeah. if uh, if you want it, in most cases, and you've paid for it, you can you can get it. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if we ever get a number as to. If that right. 160 becomes 320 or 300, right. yeah, 000. will it be double, triple, 10x? What is it? Uh, we yeah. know there's at least it'll go up some. Us. If it's not, they will sweep it under the rug. <laughs> well, I, I, I have a feeling they're not going to say too much more about numbers. Tesla's kind of right. guarded when it comes to the numbers that even subscribers that expose the take rate of FSD. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, not not all of it, but but by proxy, it would expose the the FSD take rate. Yeah. Yeah. So, also, uh, with that, there was an app update for Apple and soon for Android. You can now read your release notes uh, on the app. Now that you can also now update your car from the app without having to go out to the car. That's been that way for over a year now. But but the release notes is new to one of the newer softwares, either the FSD beta, but definitely the um, the the production release and the latest version of the iOS app. So uh, as you're installing it, before you install it, you can read the release notes, which is Finally, <laughs> that's good. So you can uh, you can flag it to update, and then instead of going into the garage and see what what came, uh, you can just see it right on the app. <laughs> Which is also nice because uh, you don't have that little sliver of map. So if you are privacy conscious and you want to also take pictures or record it, uh, you don't have to worry about that sliver of map exposing you and doxing you. Right. So now when people post this stuff on uh, social media, we'll actually get screenshots from their phone instead of pictures taken in their car. So much more higher quality social content. That was That's the whole real reason for the feature. <laughs> Not skewed off to one side. <laughs> Straight <Blurry. in>. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Not blurry. <laughs> uh, well, day, the answer to that question is me. What's the Unless, question? Oh, here uh, <laughs> We'll make the first uh, semi into an RV. <laughs> yeah, Casey's on track. He wants to do that. So, uh, so do you have a semi ordered? Not yet. Uh, they oh, closed the, uh, they closed the order by the time I thought about it. And and I think they still want the 50K up front. So uh, it'll be a little bit. But I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm planning to make something happen. The 53 awesome. foot RV. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Next, uh, Casey's got another story for us, and this is about not a big surprise, but uh, we kind of thought this was coming, right? Yeah, yeah. So I've been I've been champion championing Nax ever since it came out. I was I was kind of lukewarm to it when when Aptera was telling everybody to use the Tesla connector, but when it became no longer the Tesla connector, I was I was all all on board. 
so now Aptera has tweeted, now that Nax is a thing, that, that they're going to be using Nax, which is the North American Charging Standard, which is another name for the Tesla 2 connector. It's, they've, they've renamed it. They've opened it. Uh, you can get the specs for free. You don't have to register. They just download them, and then you can start building stuff on it. You mean it's not just the, the band that did My Sharona? Oh, that was the neck. Oh, sorry. <laughs> if you don't feel like making it yourself, you can you can buy the parts directly from Tesla. They gave a model number, and you can do that as well. But uh, I think at the volumes that these these manufacturers are running at, that uh, you either want to get it from your supplier or do it yourself. Yeah, yeah so you've got all the specs. So this is um, this would be the first manufacturer outside of Tesla that's adopted this uh, this new charging standard. That's confirmed it, yeah. And the manufacturer of the vehicle, because now the first outside of Tesla would be probably EVgo or one of the other charging networks. I think it was EVgo for sure. And oh uh, yeah, the charging networks it absolutely makes sense. Most EVs on the road in most parts of the world are Teslas. So yeah. if you're not charging Teslas, you don't have much of a business. So you want to get those. Tesla connectors or Nax connectors out there as soon as you can. Exactly. And uh, and part of the other uh, thing that came with this is, remember the Aptera has a motorcycle license plate on the back. And it's so behind that, like the old school gas cars, you'd fill up the gas behind the license plate. Um, that's where they put their charge for it. And if they had been forced to go with CCS, uh, they would be out of compliance because that port would have to be sideways to fit. And oh. that's not allowed. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know it wasn't allowed. Um, it has yeah, to be you're, in a you're certain the only configuration. on the cable in a weird direction. Right. Okay. Yeah, because we know that the CCS weighs a ton. So you don't, <laughs> you don't want, CCS, you don't the, want the, that uh, cord bending in a different manner, for sure. Right. right. Yeah. So speaking of CCS, the Charin Group, of which Tesla is a core member, along with 155 other companies, uh, they put out an unsolicited uh, reply to... Uh, Tesla's announcement of Nax and said uh, that it wasn't necessary, it was unwelcome, and they should get on board with everybody else. <laughs> we'll and see then how they also pointed out, out. Which, like, shot themselves in the foot. They pointed out that if they wanted to fix the connector, uh, the the latch to make sure that you know that you can't unplug it while it's hot, um, that if anybody wanted to change that, it would be difficult and it would take time and you'd have to go through a whole process. So it's like, not only does the does the Nax connector not have any moving parts. Uh, this whole bureaucracy rigmarole further hampers your claim about why everybody should be on board. Right. Yeah, that's kind of, uh, uh, you know, we're super bureaucratic and we love it. That's not a positive <laughs> statement. Right. Our charging well, standard will never evolve well, or get better. <laughs> yeah. We tested it. Well, so 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 would the other folks. Like, it, once, once the standards bodies have seen it, um, the non- uh, Charin standard buddies, uh, they'll have had to test it, and then you know Tesla tested it, and 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 when you look at the the specification for their testing, like it has to be dropped on real surfaces, not just dropped in a lab, like like concrete, gravel, uh, asphalt. Come on, this, yeah, this is you a can't good just you can't just drop it on a well carpeted floor, really? Right, and not in a laboratory. It has to be outside. Yeah, no connector has been more field tested. I mean, it's just that's undeniable. <laughs> I mean, you've seen some abused Tesla connectors, <laughs> and they still work. They're, they're missing chunks and still working. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Not recommended to use it. No, in no, not game. recommended at all. If I see a funky one, I just don't lick on. the charger head. <laughs> <laughs> don't lick it, don't. 
Uh, it's, it's got protection for that, but still don't. <laughs> still, we don't normally do say it. don't take our advice from the show, but don't lick charging handles is good advice that I think you should all take, <laughs> regardless of their state. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, another story that we've already touched upon a little bit is that uh, another batch of invites have left uh, Tesla uh, to invite people to the event that's happening tomorrow evening. Uh, for the Tesla Semi unveil, uh, where um, this is going to be happening in, um, it's at Gigafactory Nevada. Nevada, right? Yeah. yeah. Sparks. Yeah. So uh, they're going it's to be. Impressive that it's not at Modesto. What's that, Casey? It's impressive that it's not at Modesto. Right. right. I thought it would be at the Pepsi location. Here's your trucks. People are driving them. You can see them tomorrow. Yeah, well, it could have been it could have been uh, go do a lap around the Pepsi plant, right, uh, or the right. Frito Lay plant. But right. uh, maybe they're maybe, going to have the charging. Let's that out. Maybe it's a liability so. thing, and and maybe yeah. Pepsi will take theirs on the first at their factory, and these will be like the prototypes. Mm-hmm. I've got to believe they're going to do a little driving with them, like like maybe some live camera views of them coming up or leaving the factory or something like well, wasn't that. Wasn't that one of the prizes? Was drive the semi? Right, but that's it's oh, not yeah. drive the Pepsi semi. It's it's <laughs> right, right. It's drive a different semi. Yeah. Hopefully. So all these drivers have to be hired by Pepsi to drive the semi for a day. So uh it's for a an hour. big legal, <laughs> legal legal red tape thing. But uh yeah. No, uh we're, we're jesting here, of course. Uh the uh, the event happens uh, tomorrow. Uh we're going to be uh interested to see what kind of uh unveil it's going to be. Um, since it is for one client, but they are going to televise it. They're going to live stream it. So uh, I got to believe that Elon's going to be there for sure. And uh, there's going to be some sort of fanfare about it. It'll be interesting to see if they roll anything else into it or if it's strictly going to be semi um, and nothing else. But just for full circleness. Yeah. The one more thing um, when it, looked like it was going to be a Pepsi event at a Pepsi location. I said, I don't think there'll be a one more thing. But now that we know right. it's a Tesla event at a Tesla location, maybe <laughs> it could happen. It could, yeah. Or maybe a Cybertruck rolls out the back. I doubt that, though. It's more likely that it'd be the, the Roadster, but I doubt, I don't, I'm not counting on that one either. We'll see. Model next. Always exciting. Oh, well, yeah. Ron's did an interview that released today, and he said he was really excited about what's coming next. But and I can't talk about that. But he couldn't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I wonder if he meant that as a general statement, like I'm always more excited about what's coming next. Or I'm wondering that too. He, yeah. Did, uh, you could have at least asked that follow-up, because that's not asking about the thing. It's about what right. type of <laughs> right, Is it a mindset? Are you interested in this next thing, whatever it is? Because... Uh-huh. Um, Elon's super excited about the Cybertruck, and it mm-hmm. appears that Franz is, is, is done with it, if, if, based on that statement. <laughs> well, it was after that scolding, after he broke the window. He, he really got <laughs> sour on the Cybertruck yes. after that. I, I like when he broke the window. Um, and Elon's going, how, you how broke, agree to disagree, you but broke Elon's the first the window, and then you still went on and broke the second window. Have you lost <laughs> <Right>. your mind? made <laughs> it. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Speaking of the hey. Cybertruck, Patrick's got a story about what goes in the Cybertruck and uh, what has been found out about the 4680. That is right. So this is from CarBuzz, and uh, they watched Jordan Kisiki's, uh Limiting Factor channel where 
they uh, dug into the 4680. And I, I watched the same video. I swear, this 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 author on Carbuzz was watching a different video than, than I did. Uh, one of the things on there, I mean, th th this article kind of frames things in a very negative, negative. view, in my opinion. Uh, so it says the Tesla Model Y battery pack with just 420 miles. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Just... <laughs> uh, so it, it, there's just there's just several little things like that in here. One of the things that they are talking about is how this uh, 40 the title Tesla's 4680 cells are worse than those in regular batteries, and Tesla doesn't just look at the cell; they look at the entire vehicle and how everything right. works together. And that's how we got things like. Um, the uh, uh, octo valve and the super pump. And uh, because if you were to say, oh, this one cooling system uses this way over-engineered thing, it, it doesn't work well at all. Well, you're not looking at the whole thing. And so these are made to be structural pack cells. So they have different requirements than ones that aren't. So if you let's let's instead look at the entire pack and, and see how it performs instead of just oh, one cell and it gets slightly worse density. The, these Go are ahead. standard range Model Ys, right? Yes. The one, the uh, one that they it, received it. came most likely from Monroe and Associates. The actual battery right. yeah, that they got. So that was, of course, a standard range from Giga Texas, the only place that it's made. And at that right. time, the only vehicle oh, was put in. No, okay. I'm, I'm just, just to be clear that the vehicle had 420 miles that they had used, so the cell right. was relatively new. Not it was right. not range. Um, oh no, no, I wasn't thinking range, but I was thinking okay. that like the whole complaint is that these are not the best technology. But when you're field testing it, getting used to putting it together, and it's not guaranteed to be a long range, why would you fill them all the way up, or why would you give them the best chemistry? Right. Yeah. Safety first. And uh, even if these were the same or even slightly worse, if you're doing a dry cathode and that means that it, it takes a lot less energy to make them, it uses a lot less factory space, you're able to mass produce them uh, larger scale, That those are all pluses. And again, that's looking at the whole ecosystem, not just one piece of it. And is, that's is exactly... Is this one even using the dry cathodes yet? I, so we saw a whole lot of things at Battery Day. And we did. 4680 is the vessel for those. And they're not all there yet. Uh, they're right. getting rolled in as they get them ready and get them working. And, and that's another thing is that um, this is uh, early in the life of 4680. So to say that, oh, it has this problem or that problem, that, that's exactly why in 2012 people said no one's ever going to buy EVs because yeah. you're, not, you're just looking at the now and not about the potential. That's the reason that when... That, that Kodak never switched to digital cameras because they were like, oh, people are going to use film forever because look at how crummy these 1992 digital cameras are. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. They horses is, forever. I mean, exactly. they still do, but not, yes. not like they used to. Right. So <laughs> I, I just saw a lot of that kind of thinking in this article. But but uh, it's, it's cool that the 4680s are out there. It's cool that they're getting put into real vehicles. And, yes, people can tear them down and say, oh, this could be better. And guess what? It's going to get better. So, yeah. That's the point I wanted to make is that Tesla's always been an iter iteration company. So yes. they've always been just put out what works now, put out what we can do, put out what we can manufacture in a time frame that we have to, to meet. 
and then yes. let's improve based on the results of that yeah. being out in the field. So I would expect anything, especially the new 4680, which is brand new on its size, its capabilities, its manufacturing process. All of those things are things that Tesla had to reinvent and right. uh, and make into their into their standard mass amount of production. And of course, they're going to have issues. We knew they had issues just right. based on we thought that the 4680 was going to start with the uh, Model Y. We thought right. anything rolling out of Texas would have that battery. We thought yeah. Berlin was going to be rolling out 4680s in the beginning. When those things failed to happen and when Tesla switched in Texas to the 2170s to push out more volume, we knew that they were having issues with the 4680s. Like it's mm -hmm. it's common knowledge that if 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 things are running into an issue, Tesla went to a plan B so that their manufacturing amount and the volumes that they were making wouldn't be adversely affected. So we knew there was going to be an issue. When we heard the semi was going to use 2170s, we yeah. knew that there was an issue. So obviously they're having problems with the 4680 in in a few ways most likely but they've got it to the point where they can now put out a standard range model y with those batteries mm -hmm. the final composition of those batteries are not locked down they yeah. are going to start making changes based on the field testing of the hundreds and then thousands and then tens of thousands of units that are in the field so they're yeah. monitoring all those cars they're collecting the data and they're making differences or changes uh, in the production. They're making changes in the chemistry. They're making changes all across the board to make that 4680 the way that they believe it should perform from battery day. So right. uh, I agree. Like th There are some negatives in this article, but these are things that we should have been expected. Not, mm -hmm. not When you come out with something brand new, it's not perfect out of the box when you're the one that dreamed it up and then decided to dream up a new way of manufacturing it and putting different chemicals into it and different compositions into it, you're going to have some issues. And Tesla is experiencing those. But the great thing about this company is that they're not just buying this thing off the shelf and running with it. Right. They are putting it in action and then they're modifying it to make yeah. it better, to achieve other goals that they believe it will achieve. Now, if you've purchased a standard range Model Y, you're going to be locked in the architecture that you were given in that car. And, and I, and you know, you may be disappointed somewhat with that, but you're wanting to get the first model Y with a 4680. So you got it, but, got there are, but there are now things that Tesla will do that that battery will change over days, weeks, months, and years to make that even better. And then that information is going to go into the cyber truck because that mm -hmm. requires the 4680s, to even make it possible to make uh, because of cost allowances for that vehicle. So we'll have to see, but but I, I believe this is just an iteration point for Tesla. This is just the beginning swing. They're going to be coming up to bat many, many times with this and making changes to it in order to make it better as time goes along. Mm -hmm. So with this one, you also have the, the case that it could be more robust than, than the 2170 standard range. So it may it may have less range degradation. It may have less um, issues over time. And then it also follows a very very standard Tesla formula, where uh, if if they make any changes to a new product with new technology, 
So in this case, the Model Y already existed, and now it's a new technology, just like just like Autopilot already existed, Autopilot 2, 2.5, 3, all actually had a regression when they came out, and then they got better. Right. This is the same thing. They, they got slightly right. not as good. There and could be get software updates I, coming uh, two months from now that improve the range. We don't know. Yeah. We'll see. One, one thing I think that might, we might see, since they're not putting all of the battery day tech into these 4680 cans, we may see um, the same number of cans filled up with more of the tech. That might be the long range with the same number of cells rather than filling up the, uh, the, the container all the way, which yeah. would be really cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then the, the SR lose cans again. Which is yeah, there, there's a whole bunch of things that are in play here, many balls that are in the air, and they're modifying all of these things, as Patrick has said, in order to get to the end goal, which is encompassing everything, not only just the manufacturing, but the placement, how it reacts in the car, what kind of mileage it gets, how the car reacts to having these batteries compared to the 2170s. All of this is is they're their weighing and making judgment calls, trying mm -hmm. to make it better, better customer experience. So, right, yeah. cooling, yeah, charge time. That's right. Um, the, other, the other clue to that was when they built it in the 2170 factory and not the 4680 factory. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was surprised when we learned that a few weeks yep, ago. That, on the show. that was a shock. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, next story, uh, talking about um, production. Uh, this is a bit of a ramp-up story. Um, just this uh, note that uh, in the month of September alone, uh, Tesla deployed over 14 gigawatt hours uh, for their electric vehicles uh, combined. So uh, this is just a, another indication of the amount uh, of batteries that Tesla is going through. Remember back a year and a half ago when Elon said 2022 was all about production ramp up. Uh, and, and part of that, of course, was the batteries. So uh, this, again, is another indication. We've been seeing it all along. Of course, we've been seeing it in a number of vehicles that Tesla is uh, actually deploying per month, per quarter, and uh, coming up on a, a year total. And uh, this is just, a, again, another, another indicator uh, of the uh, volume uh, that Tesla is hitting with its uh, gigafactories uh, now numbering four uh, out there in the wild. So uh, good to see um, amount uh, that uh, what's really going to be fun is is over time, uh, if, if you could chart this and see the amount of uh, gigawatts that it's coming out per month per year and, and watch that over the next five years, because, of course, the ramp up is just beginning. Uh, we've got two factories, Berlin and Texas, that are in their infancy stage. They're not even ramped up. Uh, Texas has got untold thousands of square feet of uh, floor space that's not even being utilized at this point. Berlin, uh, they're talking about putting a third shift on now. So they've got mm -hmm. two shifts that are up and running. The third shift has now been rumored that will start in late December. So uh, they are they are moving towards uh, running as a, at a 24-hour pace there in Germany, as they've done in Fremont for a long time. Uh, and of course, Texas, Texas uh, isn't even at that uh, talking about a third uh, rant, a third uh, shift at all. So it's uh, it's a it's again a growing company, and we've got two gigafactories that are bigger than the originals and haven't even ramped up fully yet. 
So uh, next year is we're going to see some real production rolling out. And of course, we're going to get some Q4 numbers uh, too coming up in about a month and a bit. So uh, I expect to see a really large uh, Q4 uh, for, for uh, Tesla to close out the year. Next, uh, Patrick's got a story for us, I believe. Which one would you like? Oh, hold on. I just <clears throat> lost my spot. 70%. I've got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So uh, this is from Inside EVs, and it's titled, More than 70% of plugins on road in U.S. were assembled in North America. So uh, we've often talked about how Tesla's are the most American-made vehicle, at least the ones that are on U.S. roads, North American roads out there because where are the factories uh fremont and austin and then where are the batteries made in sparks nevada so uh certainly a lot of this is being driven by tesla which is why it's included in this show but it is interesting just to see that for plug-in cars they have a lot more domestic manufacturing than their ice predecessors uh, and uh so that gives you energy independence. And so they've got a, a chart in here that shows that uh, where uh, vehicles on the road were assembled. And uh, so uh, in the US here, uh, in North America, 65% were made in the US, 12% in Japan, 6% in Germany, 6% in Mexico, 4% uh, in South Korea, and then 2% in Canada, and then a bunch of also Rams with the 1%. So uh, if you add that 65 U.S., 6% Mexico, 2% Canada together, you're getting a significant chunk, and that means jobs, that means energy independence. Here's one just short paragraph I want to read. Um, the report notes that a greater share of plug-in vehicles were assembled domestically than conventional internal combustion-powered vehicles, which means that plug-ins are already already positively impacting the local economy so that was a, a story that i thought was pretty cool especially with ira coming and the rules about um domestic manufacturing percentages this is going to matter more and more over the coming years there you go yeah and it's it's interesting that uh, this is before ira like this yes. is uh, this is way before so uh, this is good to see that the uh, the actual plugins on the road in North America are being produced in North America. So uh, uh, with IRA rules, uh, we should be able to see a sustained amount uh, of this happening, continuing going forward. Uh, because of course we've been seeing in the news and we've been reporting that more and more manufacturing plants uh, for supplies and actually the assembly of EVs uh, has been regulated uh, to North American spots. So uh, another another note uh, off of Tesla's, I just noticed that um, Ford announced that they just finished producing their 150,000th Mach-E, uh, and those are being made in Mexico. Yes, so uh, that's another another milestone for EVs uh, as uh, as more and more are starting to be produced uh, in larger volumes. Very cool. Yep, always good to see. If it's got a plug, we're happy. Exactly. Next story is about the big plug. This, of course, is the story <laughs> about uh, Elon had released recently 
that a uh, Tesla Semi uh, had just finished a journey, uh, test journey, of 500 miles, an 81,000 pound vehicle, 500 miles on a single charge. So uh, this, of course, is the you know Elon's making news uh, for the uh, unveil tomorrow. Uh, but uh, this was kind of interesting. Now there wasn't a breakout as into what the eighty-one thousand broke into between trailer and tractor. Mm -hmm. So uh, as you may know, Class Eight uh, semis are allowed to haul eighty-two thousand pounds total. That's tractor and trailer together in total weight. And of course, yeah. there are weight restrictions because if a vehicle gets too heavy, they wear the road down. So they mm -hmm. want to have a vehicle that uh, the, the road is sustainable. It's not going to be damaged after after driving. And that's why there's weigh scales on the road, if you don't know. Trucks right. have to go in and get weighed so they're not over that 82,000-pound limit. Now, apparently, electric trucks have been able to bump that 82,000 to 83,000. So no, little, it was uh, 80,000 80 in the U.S. and then 82 for electrics. Okay, right. so there's there's where that amount is. So they've been 2,000 pounds in the electric tractor over a regular tractor. But right. in Elon's post of this test, there was no breakdown as to how much the trailer was compared to the tractor. Together, yeah. they're 82,000 pounds. So or 81 uh, in this the case. 1, 000, yeah. and 81 yeah. in this particular case. So the question uh, will be is tomorrow, will there be any information about what the actual weight of the rig is, the, mm -hmm. the actual tractor compared to a trailer? Now, well, where it's being used, I can say the there's no way they're going to be able to fill up that tractor so that it's, it's with chips from Frito-Lay that it'll weigh 82,000 pounds. <laughs> that tra that trailer is going to be a lot lighter than the uh, typical uh, tractor trailer, a van or a flat or reefer that would be hauling traditional goods, um, you know, a mix of goods. But of course, chips are, they're bulky and they weigh less than most things. So when you stack them in a trailer, it's going to be pretty light. But yeah. there has been some speculation that the, the Tesla Semi is going to be able to take a little bit less cargo because it weighs a little bit more than the traditional uh, Class 8 tractor trailer. But we don't know what the value is, and Elon didn't shed any light on it when he told us about this test run that happened last week. Yeah, well, Hockey Elon Day wants to know if it was rolling downhill for those 500 miles. <laughs> we're, we're, they didn't say what, what 500 miles it drove. Did they start it at the top of Pikes <laughs> Peak? <laughs> and then, and then, exactly. Well, yeah. It was all done in the Himalayas, and it's uh, so, 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 so Elon Everest down. Team, it fifty thousand feet, and it was done when it was at two hundred feet. It so is Elon Everest on the, the team has discussed what it what it can and cannot do. Uh, they have all specified that uh, that it should be more capable than a uh, than a combustion truck, and that you should be able to carry more cargo, not just the two thousand dollars uh, two thousand pound bonus, but suggesting that. Because you got the 2,000 pound bonus means that it's either equal to or slightly lighter than a traditional tractor, meaning that you get the 2,000 and maybe more. Uh, they that haven't specified be awesome. beyond that. But. I, I would say that if that is true, they will parade that around at the unveiling tomorrow. There's no reason. Right. Even if they we, don't. We, we already know there's still a lot of benefits, even if it does weigh more. We've got exactly. the We've got the grade ability that the truck can go up a grade at a faster yes. speed than any diesel can. We've got mm -hmm. the no pollution in the city. 
we've yeah. got the uh, we've got the cheaper fuel by far. You know, there, there's a ton of pluses besides this is not the end of the world if it's a few thousand pounds short unload compared to what a traditional truck would do. In fact, right. I would say that's still a vast win based on what that truck can actually do holistically compared to just looking at certain categories. And yeah, of course, not, anybody not with a camera from seeing the door jam if they really don't want those numbers to get out. Right. And, and not all <laughs> transportation companies use the full amount a trailer could haul. Just like Absolutely. we're seeing with uh, with Frito-Lay, they're never going to use that. So it doesn't matter what kind of tra tractor they have if it weighs a couple thousand pounds more. So there's there's many pluses in this, but if they if they are equal to or less than, they'll be they'll be spouting that from the rooftops tomorrow. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens and uh, what type of information is shared on the December first event. Right, because even if they are heavier today, that doesn't mean a couple of more iterations of battery and other improvements, uh, just like we were talking about, Tesla yep. iterates, and we'll see improvements. And tomorrow is going to be a big milestone towards our future free from fossil fuels. <laughs> Absolutely, it will. Yeah, well, because if you, think, if you think, yes. you think the cars uh, pollute, look at those diesel trucks sitting on the highways yeah. and byways of our country. Yeah. Uh, just belching out uh, out of the stacks uh, that pollution, like it's it's incredible the amount that it blows out uh, as these yeah. vehicles. And of course, everything that we buy in our society basically at some point comes off the back of a truck. Yep, right. You know, yeah. There's certainly, just... there's certainly train traffic, but guess where? Guess how it gets from those hubs to the actual stores? It's moved right. from a train to a truck and traveled in the inner city with it. So yep. it's it's something that uh, we've really got to get a handle on uh, in order to uh, uh, help uh, the uh, overall uh, air quality and our health uh, as, yes. as a country. I just also got to say the ships and cruise ships. I, yes, I would say the tankers, but the tankers, you can just find them extra for what they actually deliver. <laughs> Yeah, the, the air quality is, is a huge issue here. Uh, these trucks drive around in cities and docks and warehouses, and every, every store has one delivering something there. And, you know, we all need our stuff. And so it's, it's going to be happening. So let's let's do it electrically. I just saw something where they said they could uh, estimate a person's age really well just by looking at the lymph nodes and how much uh, particulate matter is in there uh, from the macrophages and 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 that degrades your immune system i mean yeah. uh, uh, getting a far afield here but but pollution has direct impacts on your health and quality of life yeah absolutely or, or like for me like the only lead you'll find in my system is from the leaded gas in the airplanes whereas you folks will be from when it was burned in the, in the automobile unfortunately it's true Casey's yep. bragging not, about I'm being the young man again. I'm not calling you old. <laughs> uh, well, here's another interesting story that uh, surprised me this week. It's about. It's going to happen, Naki Day. It's going to happen. It's about uh, Project Highland. Um, I never heard of Project Highland before today, or actually, actually yesterday. And what uh, what this is an announce? It's it's not from Tesla. This is someone that's uh, looking at people that are in the know inside of Tesla, and there is talk about the iteration of the Model Three. So what they're uh, what they're 
talking about here is that the Model 3 is being looked at uh, to upgrade its design. Uh, maybe not just uh, the exterior or interior, or what the consumer sees or feels, but of course, the uh, single stampings for the front and the back of the car, the elimination of a number of parts that are no, no longer required, uh, the uh, integration of things like the super bottle and others uh, to make the car even more efficient. Again, this is the iteration of Tesla as everything we've talked about today from batteries to semis to all their cars. It's something they're collecting data on and they're looking at ways to make it better cheaper, faster, and and uh, more desirable for the consumer. So uh, this is another indication, that, and no one's really surprised that they're looking right. at this. As soon as the Model Y came out with these stampings that made it quicker and cheaper to build and produce, someone was obviously going, well, when can we add this to our Model 3 line? Uh, because, mm -hmm. of course, we're making these were all these extra parts. We'd much rather get rid of them and uh, have the benefit of the uh, stamp press as well. And uh, this, is, this of course, is a, another indicator that Tesla is not standing still. They're not just resting on their laurels as to the Model, with, Model 3 was made almost five years ago, and we haven't touched it since. No, they've been putting new parts and new ideas into that car uh, since it's been produced. And a number of times, we as consumers, don't even get to see the changes. It just starts to roll in. They're not waiting for the end of the year models. What they're waiting for is when their current parts run out in that car, then they switch over to the new parts or the new procedure, and they start yeah. to roll that car out with those changes. So this seems to be a, a more of a concentrated effort where maybe more of these changes are going into a single body, and they're going to be rolling out this Highland Edition that is going to uh, allow the car to step forward in a number of ways. We don't know exactly what they are, but I gotta believe that the front and back stampings are part of it. The structural pack, I'm, I gotta believe, is part of the thought here. Maybe even the integration of a 4680 as time goes along as well. So all those things are possibilities uh, as this car is uh, being looked at, iterated, and changed. Do you think it'll have a yoke? Yeah, you Probably. know what, Patrick? I keep looking at that at that uh, uh, drawing that I got from Tesla for ordering the Model Three, mm -hmm. and the drawing that Franz had done, and uh, mm -hmm. they put out and sent, and they all have a picture of a yoke in the Model Three. Yep. That like was the was, original. It was vision. drawn. That was the original thought the Model Three was going to have. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if the stocks are dropped. Right. Okay. Yes, those go hand yeah, in hand. That's with definitely the... mm -hmm. So, so these these type of things, and and I've even been considering it. Is I should get a I should get a yoke for my car, replace my current wheel. I would Ooh. I would like a yoke. That would be pretty cool. Um, but, uh, and and I've seen <laughs> I've seen I've seen different yokes in place, and uh, they look good. Um, they do. It just, uh, it's just a question of, of memory management as to when you're driving it, not grabbing for the top of that wheel. So and I, I got to believe, I got to believe just like glancing over for the speedometer in the center now, it just becomes a, a thing that you have to learn over a few days, a few weeks, and then it becomes second nature. Right. Hours. Go, go Hours. to a parking lot for, uh, you know, 10, 15 minutes first just to yeah. get used to it. 
before you head out on the road. <laughs> so I, I heard a lot of people complaining about the concept of a yoke while towing. <clears throat> Guess who just did 660 miles in, in a couple days while towing with a yoke? And did you find it any part of an issue? Not at all. In fact, it was a little easier with the backing because I couldn't accidentally touch the top because there was no top. <laughs> Not that I reached for it, but like that, that, that just wasn't there. And so when I did the uh, the whole you know bottom of the wheel trick, that's right. When we last left Casey, he was about to embark on a trip with a trailer that he couldn't take off the car on the busiest supercharging day of the year. What happened, Casey? So uh, we went late, uh, like 10 o'clock to 4 a.m. On, on each of the trips, and, and, and there were still people on the road, but thankfully wow. uh, there were never enough that we couldn't, uh, we didn't have to wait like that, that guy in Florida, uh, in, in South Carolina. The guy from Florida in South Carolina, oh, you're lucky we're done eating, you're going to make it wait another 15 minutes. No, I was able to, there was a, there was a pull-in spot in, in Burlington and uh, Chester, and, and everywhere else, I was able to take up the appropriate amount of spots. Uh, at, at Glen Allen, they have added to Glen Allen, because if you, anyone's familiar with that, they had all these back installs. But now they've got a bunch of normal ones. And so I just pulled up, blocking all of the normal spots, and then two of the supercharger stalls. But they were both on the same cabinet. So nobody would want to be next to a trailer uh, supercharging on a Gen 2 anyway, because they would, they would suffer coming after me. Yeah. So you then, didn't have uh, too much of an issue then. You had, you didn't run in, and, and nobody tried to kill you. It was all good. <laughs> no, no. And then I ran into a, a friend um, at um, what? I, I believe it was Chester, Chester, Virginia. Um, again, it was all full, but I just pulled up to the last couple spots, nosed in next to the uh, the Wawa's air facility, and those people didn't like me, but you know they they had fossils, so who cares? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they still had room too, so. Okay. Um, I had to wait for one of them to finish slowly airing up his car to get out. Uh, I, I could have done it, but I didn't want to spook him and then hit him with the tires and fenders of the trailer. Uh, good, good, good call. Good idea. Yeah, be nice. Have, have some sort of vehicular attack at the end of the night. <laughs> but um, on that one, so I, I noticed a car that had a very particular wrap. I'm like, okay, that looks like my friend's wrap. And then I looked a little closer. I saw the dashboard. I'm like, there's only one person who would spend the money to, to ship the car to California for unplugged performance to do it. Uh, but there's still still a slight possibility that somebody else could have also been uh, that much of an enthusiast to do it. So I dialed up his phone number and I heard the doot doot doot, and then I hung up. And, <laughs> and he looked up and he saw me with the trailer. I was like, "Whoa, small world!" He knew it was you. Absolutely, yeah. that's cool. It's like, what, why is there a black model X blocking me and my phone ringing? Oh. <laughs> I, I am so glad that, uh, well, uh, waiting a little bit later probably was a good call. So I'm yeah. glad you made it uh, without a problem. But uh, on to our next story. And this one, uh, Patrick's got about mega packs. <clears throat> mega packs. Right. I love big batteries. So <laughs> this yeah. one is uh, from Teslarati. New wind farm and Tesla mega pack project may reduce Australian coal use. So uh, we just heard about how Tesla had deployed 14 gigawatt hours. Well, some of that is from right here in Australia. These mega packs helped add to that number. And uh, so Australia has, a, has long used coal as a power source. So sad. Mainly because it's abundant. However, the country's attempt to move away from coal due to air quality and climate concerns has forced a combination of technologies. So this is a um, massive wind farm that is going to be backed by mega packs. And 
Um, let's see. Let's let's go through some of the numbers here. So uh, they're going to produce a thousand megawatts at peak, or that most people would call that one gigawatt. Yes. <laughs> so, I appreciate the earlier uh, article that, that they didn't say thousands of megawatts. Uh, th there's a whole other number for that, or uh, <laughs> a, a prefix for yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it will produce enough energy to power 1.4 million homes. And the Tesla Megapack project is at Kogan Creek Power Station, uh, will hold 200 megawatt hours of energy. So to put that into some perspective, we've talked about, um, what was the other station that we talked about? The one that's um, in California. Uh, oh, the PG&E one? Moss Landing. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so Moss Landing is 1.6 gigawatt hours. So this is 200 megawatt hours. So what's that, one-eighth the size? Uh, but still, even a small bit of storage relative to what you're producing can make a huge difference. Um, for example, the, the power walls that I have, uh, that allows me to time shift. That doesn't mean that I could run for days without having some generation from the solar panels, but it's enough that it can fill in the gaps. It can absorb the excess. Uh, if there's a, a, a gap in time, it can fill that in. And uh, it's, it's, it's like a cache for your computer. If you know anything about computer architecture, the, the cache relative to the size of the memory, it's an order of magnitude smaller, but without it, your performance would be horrible. So this, this gives you a, an energy cache and uh, allows, allows a lot of cool stuff to happen. And it's great to see they're, they're reducing their coal use because you all know how I don't like fossil fuels. And uh, uh, this is helping us move to a better, cleaner future, which is awesome. You got to give us a shot of the Harmony Energy uh, installation in the UK um, 196 megawatt hours uh, being installed there. And this is going to help uh, with the UK's offshore wind farm that is currently being uh, built uh, out uh, in the water. So, uh, Again, another another plus uh, for Europe as it's trying to electrify everything that it can. Yes, and uh, with the um, spike in fossil methane prices they're seeing, uh, anything they can do to move off of that is a good thing. Exactly, exactly. Not just methane, all, all sorts of oil they're having trouble with thanks to geopolitical events. Right, all the fossils, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, uh, no real wars being fought over electricity. So uh, good right. to see uh, as uh, as countries move to that. And of course, in Europe, they're even interconnecting with the wires uh, for these electricity grids so they can share between uh, different countries and balance out uh, where uh, power is needed and where it's not. So another plus of electricity. Very cool. Next, uh, we've got a little story about... The Tesla app, Casey actually touched upon this uh, earlier, yes. uh, but uh, the piece I'm going to talk a little bit about is the new live view of the cameras in your car in the Tesla app. So you're now able to go to a new live view area off the main menu once you have the latest version of the Tesla app installed. Uh, and I'm using an iPhone, by the way. Uh, and uh, you can then go into that live camera view area and on your phone, you can view at that moment in time, a live view of the four cameras, front, back, left and right side. 
And there is even speculation, it's not there yet, but there's speculation they might put the in-cabin camera as part of the mix. But right now, it's just the outside of the car. And uh, I was real curious to, to try it out. And I uh, quickly uh, installed the app and got the new live section on my menu. I clicked on it and I clicked on the back camera and it was dark and I was going, that's weird. I'm getting nothing on it. Let me go to the front. <laughs> no, nothing there. I wonder if this is working. And then it dawned on me, my car's in the garage and it's dark <laughs> the <outside>. lights out. <laughs> So, so yes, it works perfectly fine, but it works a little bit less fine if there's no light in the garage that your car is currently in with the garage door shut. But other than that, it works perfectly. You're one of the chosen children. <laughs> the iPhone. It, it'd be interesting if uh, if it had infrared and you could see in your garage in the dark. Exactly. Yeah. Those are some pretty low light capabilities, but you need mm. something to amplify. You need some light. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Pitch black. And, and for those of you who are about to say, oh, live view isn't new. Live view used to be buried in a menu, didn't it, Mark? Yep. It wasn't uh, wasn't out front. So, uh, so does the new view still include the ability to do the talkback? Or oh, wait, no, you've got all No, no talkback. Not in the live view anyways. No external speaker. I don't have an external speaker. I, I don't have any speaker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm when sure I got my car, the there car. was there was no requirement to have a speaker, so mine didn't have one. But uh, again, that's kind of cool. So uh, and it'll be interesting to see. Does uh, Casey sound like a robot? Yeah, team? Casey is garbling up on his audio. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it's it's computer voice only, Casey. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're still doing it. Um, is this clear? There yes. you go. You're back. You're back. Okay. So, so that was one thing that got me with um, when I was charging the, the other day. I had the the window down and and I heard uh, what sounded like a Model Three, and then I saw a Plaid pull up, and then I remembered that the Plaids are required to have the uh, the speaker, and they just have the same sounds as a Model Three. Yeah, yep. they're they're all required to have the speaker now. So anything that's made will have a speaker, right? I'm I'm curious if the semi has one and if they use the same sounds. Yeah, that that'd be interesting if if they're regulated to have it because no one would have ever thought a transport truck would be electrified. So uh, <laughs> exactly. maybe that's not in the uh, the rule of law yet. But uh, that's another thing, and we'll have to see if they mention that on the event tomorrow. Next, uh, Caltrans, uh, which of course is the uh, transportation, are they the transportation um, monitor in California? Is that what they're, I know that they're, they're always on the roads in California. You see the Caltrans cars all over the place. Uh, they're usually a white color with orange stripes on it. Um, anyways, their fleet of cars has been uh, updated. Uh, they want to have a fully electric feet, fleet, and in order to get to part of that end goal, uh, they have now purchased 399 Model 3s uh, for their fleet. And they've already received over 200 of them. The next 200 uh, are going to be coming shortly. But uh, this, is, um, this is kind of interesting. This article outlines what they did why they chose the Model 3 over some other cars that they have tested and are part of their fleet. They have the Chevy Bolt, for example. Uh, they have a, a few different cars uh, that they're using. But what they wanted to do is they checked on 
resale value of the car, range of the car, ability to charge, uh, and a few other matrices that they rolled in in their ideal uh, EV. And uh, they chose the Model 3 for the bulk of their purchase. And uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, we know why Tesla controls about 70 plus percent of the North American market. And the reasons that they outlined in this article are, are mirroring what happens uh, when people make their decisions as well. So uh, this is a, a big plus uh, for Tesla. It's just uh, showing that their dominance in the market uh, continues when you're examining what those cars can actually do or not do. And Caltrans has put uh, Tesla on the head of their list uh, based on those matrix. Yeah, that's the same reason a lot of police departments are choosing Tesla's vehicles. If you just look at functionality for, you know, they're fit for their purpose, uh, they are a good fit. Yeah, and having a, having a, a cruiser or chaser that's a, a plug-in Prius just does not work. And the sad thing with the plug-in Priuses is that a lot of them were never getting plugged in. And yeah, so they were just getting them for the you know PR or tax breaks, and then uh, not taking advantage of the fact that you could actually have electrified miles. So yeah. that's not an option with the Tesla. You don't plug it in; it's not going to last right. too long. You're gonna, <laughs> right. Yeah, you're, you're going to run into an issue if you don't plug it in. I'll tell you when people do plug in the uh, the, the 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 Prius Prime and the uh, and the uh, the least volts uh, when that fuel price hits that ten dollars a gallon mark. They they plug it in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, with that, Casey's got uh Casey's got another person on board. It's just showing up to take over the show. How is Hello, baby today? She's uh she's been pretty good. She she's looking happy. Of... She's looking yeah, uh, very happy. Maybe, maybe <laughs> a little bit concerned, but happy still. Oh, there's the wave. <laughs> there's the wave. Casey, any uh, shout-outs for the end of the show? Yeah, yeah. So on Sundays we do a similar show at uh, YouTube.com at Casey Green, and uh, you know then we uh, we exchange articles with the Tesla Life on Twitter. So uh, keep an eye out for that. We I tag them. Uh, they tag uh, all of us. It's fun. You can find it at uh, uh, Twitter.com at the Tesla Life, right? Tesla Life yep. show at the yeah. Tesla Life. There we go. Yeah. So very there. good, very good. Patrick, I heard you might be working on another article. Is that correct? Yeah, that is true. I, I Sorry to put any pressure on it now you have to release it. <laughs> That's right. At carswithcords.net. I just put one out uh, titled uh, EVs on the Brink of Mass Adoption. So um, if you have followed technology, there is uh, on the adoption curve, there's something called the chasm. And you can come out with something and there's a, a small niche of people that just get it. And getting from there to the mainstream is difficult. A lot of a uh, lot of things never make that leap. Some of them die in an attempt to do it. Uh, and it looks like EVs are crossing that chasm, and and that could make the next few years uh, change the way that, that that society operates. The same way that cell phones changed it from from landlines, or the internet changed it from the, the before that. So uh, this could be a big deal, and we're seeing the first steps that it might actually happen, which is which is awesome. Uh, so check that out at carswithcords.net. And I'm also with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association, oeva.org, and we're doing a, a major revamp of our website right now. We're, we're moving over to uh, Google for Nonprofits, and uh, they have a hosting site, and uh, 
So uh, expect to see some big changes there at oeva.org. Thanks. Very good. Very good. Well, we thank everyone for watching today. If you haven't already, please give us a thumbs up. Press that subscribe button. You'll get notified every time a new episode hits the YouTube airways and uh, helps us out. So it uh, doesn't cost you anything and helps us out. Why not join us? All right. And, uh, with that, with that <laughs> the baby's going for the camera. Going for the camera. Yes. Uh, we uh, thank everyone for watching. And uh Join us next week, next Wednesday, and uh, together we'll find out what is happening in the Tesla life. Thank you, Lee Moon. She won't sound. <laughs>